Hi there, Caitlin here. Our mission at EB Academics is simple. Help middle school ELA teachers take back their time outside of the classroom by providing them with engaging lessons, planning frameworks, and genuine support so that you can become the best version of yourself, both inside and outside of the classroom. So if you think you might be ready to try something new because you know you simply cannot continue the way that you have been, that I'd invite you to take a moment to check out the EB Teachers Club, the EB Writing Program, or the EB Grammar Program by visiting the links in the description of the podcast. We hope to continue to support you within one of our programs in the future. And in the meantime, we look forward to serving you right here on the podcast each week. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode on the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. We're getting back into back to school. Now, I know that this episode is airing, what, like August 15th? So my kid's first day of school. Oh, yay. Will's first day is August 22nd, I think. Nice. Yes. His first day of kindergarten is coming out. So exciting. Crazy, crazy. Um, And so we know some of you like maybe are already back in school, maybe still have two weeks off and you're like, Jessica and I were at our last school and we didn't go back until after Labor Day. It was the best, the absolute best. I loved it. Um, And some of you have been back in for like a month and you're like, okay, back to school. Like that was, you know, old news. But regardless of whether or not this is like your back to school activity that you're going to use, or you just want to use it at any other time during school year, it's absolutely one of those things that you want to bring into your classroom. So we love a fun back to school activity over the years. We've shared a ton of ideas on the podcast, you know, from unsolved mystery activities to finding evidence to a narrative writing lesson, all about student names, all kinds of past episodes. You can go listen to, um, episode 138, episode 187, kind of anything that like aired in August, typically speaking over the years, we had something to do with the back to school activity. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to share another back-to-school activity that you can add to your toolkit, and I'm just going to say that I think it would be awesome to incorporate all of the activities that we've shared over the years into your back-to-school plans. So if you've done the narrative writing activity called What's in a Name, you've done the Mary Celeste Unsolved Mystery Activity, you know that one if you're an EB teacher, Um, and this new justification practice activity that we're going to talk about, it's called Surviving on a Deserted Island. So if you did all three of those, not only would you have your lesson plans complete for that first week or two of school, but you'd also be covering so many anchor standards that are critical to your ELA curriculum, like right off the bat. So the activity that we're sharing today is a fantastic one to use at the beginning of the year because it requires students to find evidence and then justify their thinking. And of course, that is absolutely something that we want students to do all year long. When they write their essays, when they answer text-dependent questions, when they participate in class discussions, whatever it might be, they're doing this constantly. So I want you to um, imagine, oh, hold on. There's one other thing that I forgot to say. Students always need more practice with justification. So I just want to like throw that in there. This is something that they're constantly going to be needing to work on anyways, because we don't want them to just say, well, I picked this quote because I liked it, or I think it's important. And then they just summarize the quote, right? We've got to get them in the habit of justifying. And that's why we think it's such a great activity to do for back to school is that they're right off, right from the beginning. The expectation is, is that we are justifying our reasoning all the time. Okay. So side note, sorry, I forgot to mention that. Not a side note, important note. So I want you to imagine. 
transforming your classroom into a space of critical thinking, lively discussions, persuasive arguments with this fun activity. That's what you're going to get to experience when you put this into your classroom. So students are going to use critical thinking, and they're going to decide on the fate of 10 characters who have been stranded on an uninhabited island, who will be rescued immediately, who will remain on the island for a few more months. Students are going to work in groups to decide who stays and who goes, and they will justify their choices in their writing. And because of how this activity is set up, students are just going to be so engrossed in their discussions they're not even going to realize that they're doing like rigorous academic learning. So we've created an entire resource for this activity. If you're an EB Teachers Club member, you can use one of your free coupon codes on this. Um, so go ahead and snatch it up if you haven't already. And if you're not a part of the club, we're going to walk you through how you could, you know, kind of structure this and set this up on your own. I do just want to add, because I think this is so cool in the resource we made for the Teachers Club, and you could do this yourself too. We wanted to like really hook students with this activity. So we wrote a script and then we had a team member record it. And it's like, students are in an airport and it's like, welcome to EB Airlines. You are about to board your flight. And we walked through like, buckle your safety belt, put your seat in the upright position, like all this stuff. So they feel like they're getting on a plane and they're like, okay, something's different today. It really just like amps up the level. Who recorded it? Did Megan record it? Of course she did. (laughs) So good. Like, and okay. Another side note. So when I was going through this resource to just do like the final check on it, my boys were nearby. So a 10 year old and a seven year old, and I played it for them. And they were like, that is so fun. Can we do that lesson? And I was like, maybe we should like, oh my gosh, I love it. Really into it. It's so cool, (laughs) but I digress. Okay. Back to this activity. So what you're going to do, if you're coming up with this on your own is you're going to want to create 10 character bios. So these will represent the 10 passengers from this imaginary plane who get stuck on this uninhabited island. So I want to give you an example of a character bio. So you might write something like, Maya Patel is a highly respected architect who is on her way to a construction site visit for a large-scale sustainable housing project that she designed. Maya is known for her inventive and eco-friendly designs, as well as her passion for creating functional and beautiful living spaces that are environmentally responsible. As a lover of nature, Maya has several outdoor hobbies, including camping, fishing, and mountain climbing. On weekdays, Maya also watches her five-year-old granddaughter before school, so her daughter and son-in-law can get to work on time. So that's the complete character bio, and I want you to notice that there's enough details in there for students to debate why Maya should get on the first rescue plane or why should she remain on the island for a bit. So some students might say, well, she needs to be rescued. She needs to get home because she has to watch her granddaughter. And if she can't watch her granddaughter, then her son-in-law and her daughter can't get to work. And others might say, no, no, no. Like Maya needs to stay on the island because think about it. She's an architect and she knows how to do eco-friendly designs. She could build a shelter on the island using the trees and the palm branches. You get the idea, right? So as you create these character bios, I really hope you utilize chat GPT to help you come up with it. And I did a practice on this to like really give you good advice, but you can just type something in really basic, like write a short character bio for, and then just come up with like a character. So you might say a female doctor and give some other little description or write a short character bio for a high school athlete. And you're going to get like a basic idea and then you get to tweak it and, you know, make it your own. So once you have 10 character bios ready, you want to 
type them up and you want to make copies so that you can pass out a complete set to each group of about three or four students. And you're going to tell students that each group has the really important task of deciding which of those, which five of those 10 passengers will be immediately flown back to Los Angeles. That's the destination. And then which five remain on the island for what could be months right? Until a mission is assembled to safely rescue them. And in our resource, we put stuff in there to like make this not seem scary at all. It's not like there was a plane crash or anything like that. So we take care of all that. Okay, good. Yeah. Cause I know Caitlin's probably like, oh my God, it's a plane. I'm uh, reading this. No, we, I don't want to get on the plane. <laughs> no, we all of that into account. Um, so students in their groups, they read through the character bios and they have a discussion. So they start deciding who should go, who should remain. And then what you might want to do to like really elevate their discussion is you might want to put some questions on the board or at least go over these questions with your students. So I'm going to share a bunch of them. And if these resonate with you, like pause, go back, use these questions in your classroom. So you might want to tell students, okay, do any passengers have training that would be valuable in case of medical emergencies on the island, such as injuries or illnesses? Do any passengers have previous experience in wilderness survival? or strong leadership qualities that could help maintain order and organization on the island? Do they have cooperative personalities or skill sets that would help them work well with others? Or are they gonna cause drama? Do they have special skills or knowledge that would help in the group's long-term survival, like construction, like that architect with Maya, the example, or like hunting skills? Do they have athletic traits that would help in performing physically demanding tasks? Or maybe they have a personality trait that could help keep people's spirits up and their optimism high. Or maybe they have that personality trait that is not going to go well with the rest of the group. Is someone waiting for them in Los Angeles who needs their help, right? Like that example I gave again, she needs to get home to her granddaughter. Or is there another pressing need that they need to return to LA so quickly? So you give students those questions. It's really going to help them like dig deeper into the bios using that evidence. You see how they're starting to create justification, right? Like they're really having thoughtful discussions here. Okay. So here's what this might look like as students have their discussion, you ask them to write it down and they write down a claim, a premise and evidence, and then justification. So all parts of an essay, right? Of a literary analysis response but they don't even realize it because they're having so much fun with this. So here's what it might look like. So the claim is your student's position. So they might say, Violet Rose should be chosen as one of the five survivors. And then their premise, this is their reason for their position. They could say, well, Violet Rose should stay on the island because her skills as a botanist would be helpful in the group's survival. Well, then they need evidence to support that premise. So they have to go back to the character bio and actually quote something. So they might find in their little bio, Violet Rose is an accomplished botanist with skills in identifying and using various plants for nutritional and medical purposes. Like, seems like a valid piece of evidence, right? It's relevant. It relates back to the premise. And now they have to justify it. So this is where students explain how that evidence supports the premise and supports the claim. So we always tell our EB teachers to tell their students they should have at least two justification sentences. The first one goes back to the premise. The second one goes back to the claim. So students might write something like, Violet's skills could help her show the survivors which plants are safe to eat. 
Also, she could possibly give advice on how to safely use plants to treat an injured or sick survivor. Without an expert present, survivors should not ingest or touch unknown plants, so her guidance could be critical. This supports the idea that Violet Rose should remain on the island as a survivor. So I want you to notice, again, how students are like essentially writing a text-dependent paragraph. And yet, because this topic is so engaging, they're not groaning, they're not rolling their eyes like, oh, we have to write again. No, they're debating with each other. And you better believe when groups share out, someone else is going to be like, oh my gosh, you thought Violet Rose should say? No way, she should be on the first plane back to LA, right? And then they'll give their reasons. And then you can have a discussion about counterclaims, like take it to another level. So this entire activity, hopefully you can feel my excitement. I just love this activity. It really sets the tone for your ELA class that you are all about evidence. You're all about justification, not just in writing, but in discussions. And Caitlin mentioned this earlier, but yes, it's a wonderful back to school activity. And I absolutely think you should do it. But hopefully you can see like, if you do this in February instead, still fantastic, right? Students always need that refresher. Maybe that's even a time where they need that pick me up of something really engaging. So you get to be flexible when you use it in your plans, but I hope you give it a try. It's just so much fun. Yeah, it is. I just, I love it. I mean, it's such a fun activity. And I think, you know, for our students to really get to engage in justification in a way that doesn't feel mundane, that doesn't feel boring, that doesn't feel difficult is going to allow them to build the foundations of the confidence for when they do get to that text that isn't interesting. They're still able to do these same things with those, you know, like I'm sitting here, I'm listening, I'm like, this is so great, but that's not what I was on our standardized test. So what, right? We're giving our students and equipping them with the skills now through these fun activities. So that if you do have state testing, I know not everybody does, but if you do have state testing, they are going to be able to apply these same exact skill sets and knowledge base when they get to just a different type of text. So right. we really hope that you give this, you know, super engaging activity a try with your students this school year. Chat GPT makes life so much easier. You know, whether it's for a back to school activity or even later in the year, like Jessica said, it's definitely one of those lessons that helps me those difficult to teach standards when it comes to teaching justification for your students. All right. Um, so next week, we're going to be talking about a must try classroom management hack. Yes. Excited. Yes, we are. Cause we know it's back to school time and it's like, okay, I got to have my classroom in place, all my systems ready to go. So we've got some good strategies for you. Love it. Cool. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week on the podcast. Have a good rest of your week, everybody. Bye everyone.